Let's take a look at Thursday, the final day of NBA games before the All-Star break. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I come from a serious country, one that does not sell milk in bags. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Go and hit that thumbs up and thank you for doing it already. I know you have. Ring the bell, leave your subscribe on there, drop some comments and on audio, you know what to do. You double bang. You listen to the audio, you play the video through, put it on for the family. Everyone enjoys that sort of stuff, I'm sure. We're talking about Thursday. There are only three games on and it is a very, very late start. 8.30 p.m. is the first game of the day. So yeah, very late start for the final games before the All-Star break. That is, of course, coming up. I expect this show is going to be very short. Um, There's a lot of unknowns because our mates, the Memphis Grizzlies, are not only playing, but they're playing on a back-to-back. So that injury report could be the absolute Wild West. And it is the last game before the All-Star break. So weird stuff is going to happen. So let's get prepared as best we can and be ready and nimble. And we'll talk about more stuff on the recap show today after the 13 games on Wednesday of things that may be important for those games on Thursday. Let's go into what we need to talk about. Where do the injuries currently sit? We know that James Christian Middleton is going to be out for the Bucs with that ankle problem. It's been just another disaster season, two in a row for Middleton with knee injuries, now an ankle injury, limited minutes. He was starting to play pretty well. And now this is here. Hopefully everything's okay after he comes back from the All-Star break, but I expect that he will not be playing back-to-backs rest of season. Chris Paul will be out for the Warriors. He might return after the break. And Malcolm Brogdon, we know that's like two, three weeks away from him returning with that elbow issue. I've listed some Grizzlies guys there. I, I do that with extreme trepidation. Zaya Williams and Derek Rose are both questionable for Wednesday. There is zero chance that Derek Rose plays in both of those games. Just be aware of that. So if he plays on Wednesday, he will not play on Thursday. Zaire hasn't played for 10 years, it feels like, with a bone bruise. Scott Pippen is out on Wednesday with a back issue for the Grizzlies. They've been alternating him in and out anyway, so he might be available to start on Thursday. Maybe they go with Gilead. Maybe they start Jordan Goodwin. Maybe they do who knows what. Maybe Luke Kennard's back there. Remember when they started him for a few games? And they said, nah, we're just going to throw out the most random blokes you'll ever find. Well, yeah, that is the problem with the Grizzlies. Don't be surprised if Jaron Jackson pops up. Don't be surprised if Vince Williams get uh, gets arm soreness or you know a um, uh, earlobe contusion or something to sit him out. Or Santi Aldama has knee soreness. Something is going to happen. And you're going to get 40 minutes of Trey Jemison and uh, 70 minutes of Lamar Stevens or whatever it is. Something is going to happen and I cannot tell you what it is. All I can tell you is be prepared for it. The other injuries that currently sit there is both Yanni and Dame Lillard are listed probable. They'll be fine. They'll play. They're getting listed probable every single game, I'm guessing. Well, that's what it feels like at the moment. And the other one is Greg Jackson, who is back from his suspension. He will play on Wednesday. Um, so I'm expected that he plays on Thursday. I don't think that he's part of the uh, ever-rotating injury cast at this point. But again, you never know. He just might pop up with one of these games with back soreness or um, you know, pelvis displacement or whatever it is. Something will pop up at some point, I'm guessing, for nearly all of these players. There are three teams out of the six teams that play on Thursday that are coming off a of back-to-back. 
the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and the Jazz. And this is the this weird stretch for the Warriors and the Jazz where they play. The Jazz play three game days in a row. Wednesday, Thursday, and then Thursday after the break, the Warriors play four game days in a row. Wednesday, Thursday, All-Star break, Thursday, Friday, after the break. Yes, most of those are high-volume days, but it is a situation where those guys, they're just going to be playing every day for the next three days. Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday. And the other team on that back-to-back is the one that I've already mentioned, the most annoying team in the NBA at the moment in terms of trying to pass through their fantasy value and figure out what they're going to do. That is, of course, the Memphis Grizzlies. Be prepared for shenanigans tomorrow um, and be prepared for just you know, having the the right guys in and streaming in and being also able to preserve your, your weekly ads. Because remember, next week, the second half of week 17, there are four game days on. And there's only one low-volume day, and that is Saturday. Thursday, Friday are high. Sunday is high. Saturday is low. So when we're talking about, look, if you're saving your ads, you might save them. But getting a Thursday player in here, and the only team that plays the Thursday, Saturday is Minnesota. Um, getting those guys in on those lower volume, you might not use, be able to, you might have full rosters Thursday, Friday, Sunday next week. So you're saving ads to add someone on those days might not be useful. Now, saving ads to see if random stuff happens at the break, because I'm telling you now, during the All-Star break, after the All-Star game, a day or so before we get back to games, there will be one team, minimum, that comes out with some sort of report. This player will not be a part of the rotation moving forward. We are pivoting our goals to development. This guy is going to be a big part of our rotation. There is something like that that happens for one of these teams. Um, through the All-Star break. You can sort of guess which teams they're going to be, just and, or single players. We're not going to get it 100% right, but we've got an idea of where those teams sit. Just be aware that something like that will happen when someone then becomes a more important fantasy ad during that time frame. Today's episode is brought to you by Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar that you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April the 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar that you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That is right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of quarter one, 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss limitations. Apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of the first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to US customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker-dealer. All right, um, let's look at the stream of the day. Pretty good time to do it. 10 team. I think it's got to be Sterling Henderson, old scooter. We did the waiver wire show early today. I just think we grab him. He is top 100 over the last two or three weeks. There's the absence of Sharp. Brogdon is out. Yes, they're bringing him off the bench, but I think it's relatively full steam ahead. There will be bad games. Don't worry about that. There's going to be a lot of them, but there'll be a lot of good ones too. And he just should be rostered in all spots. So if he is available, you definitely stream him in for this game on Thursday. But Scoot Henderson just should be held on to. Your 12-teamer, and again, these streamers are all pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. Stuff could open up with the Grizzlies later on. But at the moment, like 12-team, I'm going with Keontae George. Yeah, he might have seven points on seven shots. He might shoot 20%. He also might go 18 with six assists and a steal on 52 That's possible as well. But what I do know, much like Scoot, is they're saying, all right, let's see. 
Let's see where we go here. What are your minutes looking like? They're better. You're starting. You're back in that lineup. It's not a lineup that makes a lot of sense, but they don't want to win. They are acting. One thing I am worried about with Utah, actually, is there are reports coming out that the locker room is pretty upset because they were playing well. They'd scrapped really hard. They'd figured stuff out, and they were going on a real warpath, and then... Danny Ainge said, no, we're taking away all of your wings. Now everyone has to play out of position and you've literally got no hope of winning because I took all your players away. And the players, despite what um, you know, outrage media might suggest, they actually do like playing and they do want to win and they're not there just so they can get their Gucci chains and sit there and get photographed on the sidelines. Again, there will be plenty of bad faith actors who tell you that because, let's be fair, a lot of them are absolute idiots and maybe, maybe motivated by things which are... Uh, a little, um, I don't know, questionable. But the players want to win and they want to play and they want to go out there and, and, and do what they can to annoy other players and beat them, but also have that individual success. And Danny Ainge has taken it away. And they are treading a very fine line here, Utah. That's two years in a row that they've done this. So a team that was playing well, they've just said, nah, your guys are gone. Now your team makes no sense. And I'm not usually one of those ones where if you have bad teams and tanking, it ruins your players' morale and all their development. I'm not usually one of those, right? Because usually that's just younger players and they get better and it's all fine. This is a team that's got some younger players, but some middle-of-the-road guys. But when you actively rug pull them and take away those guys from you, yeah, like that that does impact. Not, not just not the players and their long-term future or development, but it more impacts the cohesion of that squad or whether they want to stay on that team, I guess. That's maybe the, the part of it that's the worry. And I don't know how many years in a row you can do that. Anyway, I'm going to say all this. That like, there is discontent, I believe, in that locker room um, for what has happened at the trade deadline. So anyway, Keontae George, big minutes. 14-team stream is reluctantly Jay Crowder. His games on Monday and Tuesday were terrible. Glenn Rivers had been playing him 40 minutes a night and then cut him back down and decided he was going to use the younger players. He must have read my tweets. Um, so it is hard to get fully excited about Jay, but he is widely available. It's a risky one. And 16 team is John Concha. Does he even play? I don't know. But it might be someone else that pops in there. Maybe it is a Jordan Goodwin who gets those minutes. That one is very, it's a very weird day. Points leagues, I'm happy to go with Keontae and, uh, for Yahoo and for ESPN. Keontae George on both of those. Um, these are guys that are available in still over 60% of leagues. Obviously, Scoot would be above them. But um, yeah, some, some value there for Keontae on those spots. But yeah, it's a pretty rough streaming day, to be honest. Let's take a look at the first game. It is the Bucks and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are on that back-to-back. Glenn Rivers, better hope that they absolutely smack this team. Because if there's anything that becomes looks close... now. Maybe I'm being unfair because they did just pound the Nuggets, but then to a horrible loss against a depleted um, Heat team was dreadful. Most of their games have been bad under him, and now they've got to do something to kill this Grizzlies team. Lillard is completely off. Is it his ankle? Is it personal stuff? He cannot hit shots at all. Everything is way off. And again, we can rewrite this season, but he was fine to begin the year. The last four weeks, terrible. Bad. I I need to see something change, man. For streams... Um, again, Jay Crowder, level of confidence is low. Probably Leaky Beasley you go there if he's available over Crowder. And then for the Grizzlies, maybe we stream in Santi Aldama, but I couldn't tell you that he's going to play. Maybe it's Yuta, maybe it's Lamar. Maybe it's random man Matthew Hurt style pulled off the street. No idea. Could be anybody. Anybody. The next one is the Warriors and the Jazz. They're both playing on Wednesday. They've got that rescheduled game because of the the, the passing of the, of the Warriors coach. Um... So they're playing here again. 
So I don't know what we're going to watch. We're going to see what happens to them on Wednesday. Then we see what happens there Thursday. I don't imagine there's going to be any back-to-back sits for either team, but we get more of an idea, especially of the Jazz rotation of what happens. In terms of stream, guys, Gary Payton has been playing like 15, 16 minutes a night and generating some okay fantasy value. Look, I would still go with a Pajemski over him. Uh, maybe maybe even a Sharage, although probably not. But um, Payton is sort of cutting in there limiting a little bit of the upside for a Pajemski and having his own value as a, a high field goal guard, which is hard to find, and a steals player. For the Jazz, it is Keontae George. His name has been all over this show. I'm not supremely confident in it. I know he's going to have issues in terms of field goal percentage, but I feel okay that they're going to get the ball in his hands and he's going to play a strong role minutes-wise majority of the time, leading to some success some of the time. And when we're taking dart throw flyers on streams, that's really all you can be looking at. Like, just like, can this guy bring something to us and bring it to us often enough that it makes sense. And especially when there's very few games on, maybe that's the direction that we need to go. Again, not super confident. Today's episode is also brought to you by Hungry Root. Yes, Hungry Root. Hungry Root is something that helps you get through some of the drudgery, the hassle of life, grocery shopping. We don't love to do it. It wastes a lot of time. We have to go to the store. We have to plan out what we're going to buy at the store. Otherwise, you go to the store without any plan. You're there for way too long. And you spend way too much money, right? That's a nightmare to begin with. We don't want to waste that extra money. We don't want to waste that time. Also, we don't want to waste food. Food waste is a big problem across the world. And Hungry Root is one of those, uh, is, is something that can be used as a solution. Save your time, save your money, save you on meal planning and save food waste as well. You go in, you take a short quiz on Hungry Root, they get to know your personal health goals, what sort of diets you like, what appliances you have, all of that stuff, and it builds you a personalized cart with all of your grocery needs for the week and gives you delicious recipe recommendations as well. But you can just, you can scrap that as well. You can say, well, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to put some other things into my cart and that's totally cool as well. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA channel viewers and listeners 40% off your first delivery plus free veggies for life. Go to HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. You get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That is HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. Don't forget to use our link so that they know that we sent you. Okay, the final game of the day. It is the Portland Trailblazers. They are hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves. Last game, we got very limited minutes for Carl Anthony Towns. He did have some uh, early fouls, and it was a blowout. They were able to go with smaller lineups there. But let's just watch that one. Let's just see what happens, because it wasn't obviously great. So let's see what Towns is able to do to bounce back here. For the for the um, Blazers, the sell high I had on Jeremy Grant yesterday, well, that was great, and it lasted like three hours because he was trash in the next game. Now, I have heard from a few people, hey, I'm going to drop Jeremy Grant. No, you're not. I mean, you are. Do whatever you want. You shouldn't. I don't think that Jeremy Grant is going to last to be valuable all season. He's very frustrating at times with his lack of peripheral stats, um, and he's sometimes if he's shooting despite being a 40% three-point guy, he does seem to need someone like Simons out so he can just generate every shot in the world. This is the biggest I'm putting up stats on bad teams legend in the NBA at the moment. I mean, he's seeking out all bad teams so he can put up numbers, and like it's like that, um, yeah, that meme of that bloke popping the champagne and chugging it on the on the middle stand, and then you go down. It's like, Jeremy Grant, 20 points per game. Yeah. And it goes down. It's like, yeah, on the 15th seed in the West. That's what it feels like with Jeremy Grant every time. And you know what? You got his money. Good luck to him. What a legend. But yeah, frustrating to watch. Can he do something to change my mind? No. But let's see what he does. In terms of streams, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is on a hot streak for the, the Wolves. Remember, they play the low volume Saturday in part two of week 17. 
and they are the only team that has the Thursday-Saturday combination. And Alexander Walker playing well at the moment. Let's see if that holds. Matisse Thibel is probably the Portland stream, but there are other options there, like Jabari Walker, like Tamani Kamara, and like, amazingly, Delano Banton, who's getting 25, 26 minutes, and that might be a deep league stream. We're not super excited about it. We're definitely prioritizing Scoot, where he's available, but there are a few other options there that we can go to. Now, there's... We're not doing a back-to-back situation here. And you could say, well, could you do back-to-back Thursday through to the first first Thursday next week? I mean, I could. Um, you can go look at those. There's a couple of those teams. It's, it's the Warriors and the Jazz that do it. But um, when we're looking at that, there's just so much that's going to happen over the next eight, nine days that will change those rotations and change the values. You'll see the Grizzlies might come out and wave a million guys. And there'll just be so many different things that do happen, different news breaks that change the valuation of a lot of players. So in the, I'm just going to hold off on that as a general thing. Let's just focus on Thursday. Who are we streaming in in, in shallow 10-teamers? It is Scoot at the top. Keontae's there. Jay Crowder, Chris Dunn, Brandon Pajemski, and Jaden McDaniels. That's what I tell you. When I'm looking at the values on Thursday, it's not great. Like, how good do I feel about Jay Crowder and Chris Dunn? They're really up there because they've got some steals upside, and there's at least some minutes there. But Dunn might play 15. Crowder might. Crowder's dreadful, like absolutely horrendous the last two games. But maybe he's better. I don't know. I don't have any confidence in Keontae George either. Pajemski, pretty solid. But with the way they're running their rotations, it feels like his upside is limited. And Jaden McDaniels, was it a worse game last time out than him where he went 0 of 7 in 25 minutes? Probably not. It's slim pickings. For 12-teamers, we go to Santiago Dama, the man who's been dreadful. Look, will he even play anyway? I don't know. John Concha, will he play? Scott Pippen, will he play? Luke Kennard, will he play? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. It's the Grizzlies. I've got Malik Beasley on that list, who I actually feel confident is going to play and actually be relatively useful. And Kyle Anderson, who I also feel is going to play and be pretty useful in that spot as well. And you've got Nikhil Alexander-Walker that you can go to, even though I've got Nikhil on this deeper league one, you can look at him in 12s. We've got Matisse Leibel and Jabari Walker in Portland. There's Taylor Horton Tucker, who's getting his 14 minutes. Comically had 30 usage last game. Played okay, but he just dominates the ball. And if you want someone to lead you to losses... Horton Tucker's going to do that. You've got Patrick Beverly, who's his 18, 19-minute guy. And same with Taylor Hendricks, who's getting those 18 to 19 minutes. At some point, I think Hendricks is going to play more and be a fantasy pickup. But for the time being, it is only stash in the most stash possible way that you can find because he's not going to contribute enough in 10 or 12 or 14-team leagues at the moment. I just do think that that will come around at some point later on. And for points league streams, we're going to Keontae George. We're going to... These are all 50% uh, or, or more available. Keontae, Jay Crowder, Santi Aldama, Scott Pippen, maybe slot throw Gilead or Jordan Goodwin in there as well. Uh, Pajemski and Greg Jackson Jr. moves onto that spot as well. Don't love that that is the last um, day before the All-Star break or the last waiver wire streaming show before the All-Star break because it wasn't a good one because the values are all over the place. The uncertainty is all over the place and I don't feel really confident about much that's happening on Thursday. It happens. Sometimes you have these weird days where you just don't know what's going to go on and that's sort of where I'm sitting with that at the moment. But we do what we do and we'll be back later on today with that 13-game recap from Wednesday, which should be an absolute banger. I'm looking forward to that, and I will see you guys there. But before you go, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe, ring the notification bell, subscribe on audio, go on Double Bang and all that sort of stuff. You know how it rolls. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.